This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on superstars. She pulled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Before formally introducing my guest of this week, I'm just going to thank once again my corporate sponsors, Halt and Honda, and Forever for believing in myself, the content, and my guest of each week. I also wish to thank... Uh, my partners over at C-Suite Radio Network, where again, following the live show, you can eventually find the podcast link of each guest. And of course, forever in Halton Honda, everybody. So who is my guest of today? Well, my guest is a wonderful woman by the name of Denise Griffiths, your partner in success, is a happy nerd in stilettos who works from her beautifully appointed home office with the enthusiastic assistance of her feline office assistants and one woefully outnumbered dog, Abby Rose, a longtime online business manager, social media marketing manager, and web developer. Denise is also the host of a very popular podcast called Your Partner in Success Radio, which has been identified on Inc.com as one of the best business podcasts you need to be listening to now. Wow. Thanks, Denise. This has been a work in progress trying to bring you onto my show. I know how off the hook you are, and I just want to formally welcome you to Living Fearlessly. How are you, friend. Lisa, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited. You're right. We've been trying to do this forever since last year. Here we are. Here we are. Well, yeah. I just want to first let the uh, the listeners know, so and eventually the podcast subscribers too. So why it was important for me to showcase Denise today is because this woman, and I, I can, you know, I'm a consumer of hers. I'm a client. Uh, this woman has graciously worked with me in redeveloping, fully rebranding my website, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And she came highly recommended. Uh, we run in the same circles with many top-tier thought leader guests who have also been showcased on my weekly program. And I couldn't, say, I can't say thank you enough, Denise. The the reviews and the compliments and the inquiries I get. Who did your website? This is absolutely. You know, spectacular. This whoever you have hired to do this knows her or his stuff, and so I just want to say, as a result of you really taking the time to figure out who I was synergistically, really taking what you know about me and really personally adopting that and signature uh, signaturizing that to my website to make it stand out and be completely aligned and congruent with who I am. I just want to say thank you because you know my history with web designers. <laughs> I do. And, 
You poor thing. That was like, like an it, hour conversation alone. It had um, to happen. I mean, without it, that knowledge, we could not have worked together the way we, we did. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just, you know, there's so many things. And of course, everybody who follows me, and I'm very grateful for that, knows that this is very organic and unscripted. I think it does make for a much more authentic conversation. And of course, we'll give Denise an opportunity to plug and say and announce or pre-announce whatever she would like for all of us to know here today. But I just just, you know, the one standard question that I do open up with with my guest of each week, uh, Denise, is, you know, what is the inception of your journey? How did you come to be where you are today in terms of how people would glean what it is you do for a living? Oh, that is, that's a great question. And before we get started with that, will I formulate an answer? Thank you so much for those very kind words about your website, because we did have a long <laughs> And in some cases, a little teary-eyed conversation as I listened to it and went, "That seriously, that happened? You've got to be kidding me!" And at points, I was ashamed of my, you know, fellow developers at one point. But <laughs> we got it, and I'm so glad to work with you and with Shelley, and to you know constantly be in your circle. So I am honored, and I'm delighted to be here today. And by the way, you're also scheduled to be on my podcast. So woohoo! Woohoo! So excited, so grateful, and so honored. So thank you for that. And yes, you and Shelly in concert, because I know you really relied a lot on her to be my voice. And so I want to say thank you to you both. I, but she is geographically close to me, so I get to thank her every day. But I want to say go. thank you. Yeah. But publicly, I wanted to get that out on the airwaves um, oh, because really, it's been a game changer. I mean, you know, you align with the right people once you really get committed and clear with what your own journey is and the vision you hold for yourself. And when people understand that, they embrace that and they see that for you as much as you see it for yourself. Wow. Do things show up and do things change, in, you know, momentously grow and change all in the right direction. So for the, the instrumental part you have played in my journey and for the fantastic fantastic, remarkable, stellar job you have done with branding me with my website. I just, I can't thank you enough, Denise, really. Okay, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, a big grown-up businesswoman. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so, well, I can't pass Kleenex through Skype, so we're going to have to, like, figure that one out on your end yourself. That's okay. My cat is sitting here on my keyboard. I'll just wipe my eyes with his tail. We're good. <laughs> but so, yes, go let's go back to the inception of your journey. Yeah. Where did this all start for you, Denise? Honestly, I was born an entrepreneur. I didn't realize when I was younger because the term introvert or introversion was really not in play. And I was called stuck up, snobby, cold, bitchy, all the things that you can imagine because I really do not play well with others. <laughs> I just want y'all to leave me alone. I'll be over here right. reading a book. You know, I'm fairly quiet. I'm always in my head. I desperately need solitude is my friend. Mm. And I didn't realize that. I think many of us who are, you know, card carrying, highly committed introverts didn't know that in the beginning. And sooner or later, you have to come to the the realization of who you are and how you show up in the world. And I was always wanting to to work on my own terms. I'm a, I'm also a workaholic. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that 
you know, last week I was up at 2.30, 3.30 in the morning making gumbo. I could not sleep. My brain was on fire. <laughs> Creatives operate like this. We work when we want to work. Yes, we do. It's Yeah, I know. I mean, you are all over the place. I can log on at any time of the day or night. Oh, there's Lisa. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't alone in this world, but rather than try to form myself, which I did when I was younger, I tried to do everything, you know, you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go out and, you know, party with people and you're supposed to be in groups of people, all these things. And I hated it. When I'm in a crowd of people, Lisa, I am good for 59 and three quarter minutes. That's it. (laughs) I have got to go after that. I will be the person in the corner by the door with her keys and a frantic look on her face. I'm gone. So it <laughs> occurred to me. And I'm not shy. People say, well, Denise, you don't sound like you're shy. I'm not. I'm not even close to shy. But I'm very much in touch with my own needs. So that led me over time, you know, from owning a brick and mortar business to shutting that down during the downturn in the economy, going back to college, getting a computer science degree, working two temp jobs all at the same time, I was exhausted. But I knew, I knew in my heart, in my soul that I was never, ever going to work for somebody else in a traditional sense. I run with scissors. I don't play well with others. If you want coffee, go get it your own self. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to tell you, I don't play well with others. I really don't. (laughs) So, So it just occurred to me, you know, I started building websites practically for free. This was back in 2000, 2001. And I had to cold call. As you can imagine, that was about the most painful thing I've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. But I had no portfolio. So I started building websites for about $250, which I'm way past that now. Wow. I had to start you know, somewhere. And then as I started building more websites, and I, I'm very proud of this fact, all of my clients, with the exception of two, are still with me after all those years. One passed away. And actually, I just rebuilt her website uh, last month. Her family, the estate, asked me to rebuild her website. And then another one retired and moved to Germany. He didn't need a website anymore. But it occurred to me as a marketer, because if you're going to have a website, as you know, Mm -hmm. you can't just plunk a website out there and go, hey, here it is. Come see me. It's just a stop on the journey. You have to have social media. You have to be inviting people to conversations. Mm -hmm. You probably need a podcast. It's just part of your overall online real estate, online real estate portfolio, so to speak. So it occurred to me not too, too long after I said, you know, and I was always in touch with my my web clients and say, hey, did you know there's now a thing called Facebook? Honest to God, nobody knew about Facebook. (laughs) Everybody was, and not even YouTube. YouTube wasn't even in existence then. I think MySpace was. I was like, oh, geez. But I kept track of everything that was going on, and I would consult with my clients, and that led to becoming an online business manager, a business creator. So it just, it was, was and continues to be an evolution of sorts, and I love it. And I can make gumbo whenever I want. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm all happy. <laughs> so, Fantastic. I hope that 
Fantastic. Well, there, you know, there's just so many nuggets to extrapolate from that lovely, succinct answer that you provided and quite humorous, I might add. Um, you know, I, I love that because for anybody who, and we have a lot of entrepreneurs, as you might well imagine, Denise, who plug into my show on a regular basis. My show is followed by independent podcasters, uh, people who are connected to other global networks. And so they're always listening to you know, whatever it is that my guest of each week has yet to say, because everybody brings something to the table here. And a lot of people who are on the fence, who are perhaps contemplating whether to start a podcast or, you know, seek out someone like yourself to help them design or rebuild or rebrand, restructure their website from the ground up, um, or just embarking upon what it means to become an entrepreneurial with a startup. I mean, people are always looking for these kinds of stories where people share the backstory about how things don't always go according to plan. And, you know, things, you got to figure things out. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to go, okay, well, that wasn't the right answer. That wasn't the right solution. That perhaps wasn't the right mentor or the right tool to use. But rather than just throw your dream down the toilet, if you're truly serious and you're completely invested and you're all in and believe in yourself, you will find a million and one different strategies in which to cultivate it, to nurture it, to build it, to grow it, to expand it, and do whatever is required to keep yourself current and vibrant. And um, and for what you've just described in your journey, uh, your journey, Denise, in the tapestry of how it's evolved, you know, that doesn't come from somebody who's got that attitude, it's got to be my way or the highway, it's got, to, it's got to all happen now, and if it doesn't happen within the time frame I expect, then forget this. I mean, you have to be extremely patient, but you also have to be equally uh, strategic and certainly you've invested in yourself well enough to know that that's required to get to a point where you're now on other people's podcasts and you're a very successful web developer. You're, you know, you develop it for TED Talkers, all kinds of people who are on the global stage, who are public figures, who have a huge social media presence um, and loyal listenership and followership. So, you know, for what you've done to expand each of our businesses and for being tapped in and really getting a sense of who we are individually, and that's what I love about you because I check out other people's work um, that you have been attached to and it's not cookie cutter you don't go okay this is what I think it no. looks like for everybody no. and we'll just change the name and we'll change the websites and the URLs and all this kind of stuff you really do make it tailor-made and specific to the individual and you also do it in such a way that you know for the clients that you're interfacing with um, that you know you equip it with the appropriate level of bandwidth because you're working with people who are growing and outputting content all the time people who are getting sought out for things left right and center so you're very strategic in the implementation and the beginning stages of going, okay, I got to keep up with this client because this client can barely keep up with themselves. They're just off the charts. So good for you. I mean, you've got a lot of insight. You're very introspective. You're very tapped in and you do a fantastic job when all is said and done. Oh, thank you. I love you. I, I think love I've you told too. you this before. <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm actually having, and I'm so glad you brought up those points, and I genuinely appreciate them. I'm actually having a conversation with a new client that I'm doing his social media rollout. He had none, and he, which is kind of fun to build from the ground up. But I went and I looked at his website that a designer had made. Now, y'all, there is a big difference between a web designer 
and a web developer. And I'm going yes. to tell you very quickly what that difference is. And Lisa pretty much extrapolated it out. A web developer is somebody who is going to also have pretty strong marketing chops. Mm -hmm. You know, a web developer is going to go, okay, you know what? Your social media sucks. I'm going to yes. take it over. <laughs> and I have said this, and I think I said it to you. Yeah. I'm going to take it over for the month or six weeks or you know, whatever it took, month or two for us to build that. I remember taking over your social media. We branded. We rebranded. We made sure that your social media was out there every day. And when that website went current, everybody knew about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a, a web developer who has marketing experience is going to write with calls to action. They're going to write to the audience. They're going to say, okay, give me your content, but don't be upset if I completely change it around. Mm -hmm. Because we have to speak to, to who your visitors are. But to get back to this this poor, sad story, I had another conversation with them this morning I went, you know, started posting things from the website onto Facebook, which they did have, but they didn't have anything else. And I realized fairly quickly that there, almost every page I wanted to post to Facebook had misspellings. How in the world do you misspell Mediterranean? Right. You know, hummus was spelled. They're, they're a natural food group. They do fantastic natural foods. They're here in Baton Rouge. Hummus was spelled correctly in one paragraph, incorrectly in the next paragraph. Pomegranate was spelled like it was a granite countertop. Right. So I spent some time, not my job, not part of my, you know, my um, work with this client, but it has to be done right. I mean, mm -hmm. it just has to be. So I spent on a weekend a couple of hours, and I went through this website page by page by page, and I sent him a document. He sent it to his web developer. That was two weeks ago. The corrections have still not been made. The guy is mad, mm -hmm. and he's mad at me. And I'm, I'm just thinking, <laughs> okay, yeah, that was my response. He's like, well, I don't have Word. I can't read this document. I need you to you know, put things that I can copy and paste, and I don't work for this guy. I do work for the owner. So I send him back a note and he said, I said, look, I'll be happy to do this, but honest to God, this is his job. He should have found a way to mm -hmm. go page by page and correct everything. But it, even this morning, he was still arguing about it. So <laughs> fine. I'll just fix it myself. <laughs> but, but that's the difference between a designer and a web developer. A web developer works with you, talks with you, records calls with you, pokes around in your head, mm -hmm. says, what is it that you want? Who is your audience? No, 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 that is not your audience. Let's drill down. You know, your audience is, by the way, your audience is not everybody. Stop doing that. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. So finding somebody who is looking, maybe not working on all pieces of your online real estate, but looking at it very carefully, that's who you want to work with. Absolutely. Well, can you, and I know you're a little bit biased here because this is in fact what you yeah. do for a living and it's not <laughs> the only hat that you wear because we're going to move on shortly right. to talk about your podcast. But um, in terms of, you know, being a web developer, when people come with, to you with the inquiry or you hear the back and forth uh, different schools of thought when we're talking about technology having taken over and, you know, there's just so many things people need to now equip themselves with and be in the know about in order to really stand out and be ahead of the curve as best as you can. So when people, you know, say to you, well, why do I need a website? What is the importance of a website? Can I not be just as equally successful without one? What would your response be to that? Yes and no. 
Okay. I know that sounds ambiguous because it is, but the truth is, depending on what you're doing, how you're reaching people, you can get by without having a website. You can get by without having a newsletter list if you so desire. But you better have a very clear idea of how you're going to reach and interact with people. Very clear. So before you say, no, I don't want a website, which, and I'm not going to argue with you about it. Sometimes this may not be the best thing to do. But most of the time, if nothing else, it acts like a placeholder on the internet. Mm -hmm. People will Google you, Lisa McDonald. In your case, it's Living Fearlessly with Lisa. Um, They're going to, you know, Google my name or Dave Sanderson, a friend of ours, another, you know, podcast guest for Mm -hmm. both of us. He was the last passenger off of the Miracle on the Hudson plane. Mm -hmm. Um, I suggest that if nothing else, you have a placeholder website, which if somebody says, well, how do I reach Lisa? They can type in your name, go immediately to your website, and find your contact information. That's a business card. I mean, mm-hmm. you, if nothing else, have that. But to me and to you as well, I think our biggest outreach is on social media, truly, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know we're, we have our podcasts. We're both very, very active on social media. We're always trying to help other people. We're answering questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you get out there and you be visible and you be accessible, you're going to be successful. But you have to have a website of some description most of the time. Now, for people who would opt not to have a website or they don't do anything with it and it might still be active, but, you know, there's nothing to show growth or momentum, um, what would be the alternative to, and if you don't have a newsletter, you know, what do you forecast for somebody? Like, how do you survive? How do you thrive? How do you flourish? How do you, how do you really look or be taken seriously as somebody who does stand apart from the rest, knowing that there is so many competitors out there for every uh, sector and industry of business? Like, what, what, what would be uh, the contingency plan in that case? It's really, again, it's going to depend on what your overall goals are. You know, how do you want to connect with people? Is it going to be through a mailing list? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be strictly on social media, which I never recommend because you don't own that. You do not own those platforms. If they're throttling back on your posts or if you get kicked off, which happens, Mm -hmm. now what? You know, a lot of people, I've seen this as a business model. Oh, I'll just have a Facebook group. And what are you going to do when Facebook says, no, no. No more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So y- you really do need a website just as a point of contact in case something else happens to you. But it's it really does. Talk with sit down, outline what your goals are, work backwards from those and find out, well, I'm doing great social media right now. I probably need a website maybe six months from now. That's fine. Um, but you really need to talk with somebody, a business planner, so to speak, or somebody like me who can kind of move you out of your own way and say, mm-hmm. I understand where you're going, but this might not make sense at this particular time. So don't make these decisions on your own is what I'm saying. Find somebody who knows what the heck they're doing, consult with them, and then write out what your plan is and then go step by step by step by step and you know, just get out there and get it done. You know, Once you've got that plan and you have a clear idea of where you're going with it, execute. Don't sit on it. Execute. 
Absolutely. Well, the other thing I think is important for me to note, and again, it goes back to part of what I said at the top of the hour in terms of why I'm appreciative of you and why I believe you stand out uh, from the rest and what it is you do specifically as a web developer, Denise. But there were a couple times, you know, where you said to me, you know, Lisa, I've kind of done this. And it would fly and, you know, it is a good job. I'm proud of what I've done and it would resonate with your demographic. And I think you would be particularly very happy with it. But I kind of slept on it for 24 hours or I, you know, I took my eyes off the screen, walked away, came back, revisited it. And I think I can do something even better than what I've already done, which was already really good to begin with. So I do that that all the time. You do. And that is, I'll tell you, as a consumer, I really, really appreciate that. And this is what I want people to listen to because whether we're talking about web developers, we're talking about anything, you know, a lot of people, particularly for someone at your stature of what you do and the types of caliber of clients that you interface with, you know, you're jam-packed, you've got this person to oversee, you've got this person to oversee, you've got a new project, a new web design, uh, website to construct, you've got other things for other people who are already up and running, but they have, they're coming back to you saying, can you please tweak this or can you please add this tool or whatever the case may be. And so for the sake of your own time constraints, you would be very justified, even if it wasn't something you ever shared verbally with any of your clients, including me, but within yourself as somebody who is a top executor, for somebody who does have stringent deadlines, for somebody whose business is continually growing momentously, you know, knowing that anything you have done is excellent, but you knowing your own caliber and going, no, I can still up that a little bit better. One, I would be none the wiser and would be more than grateful and appreciative and impressed with what you already came in with initially as a suggestion. Yeah, but but I would know. And you, I can't live but with that. that. But that's what I'm saying. Right now in today's day and age where everyone's chomping at the bit just to get through their to-do list, knowing that it's always being replaced with 50 million new things once something else gets scratched off. And because you are growing your business and because your name is out there attached to what you do and that's standing apart from the rest, you know, you could, as many, many people do, go, okay, I just need to get this off my list. She'll be happy with it. You know, yeah, I could have put more time into that. I could have done a better job. It could have stood out a little bit better um but she'll be happy nonetheless because again as a consumer particularly going for someone like you wanting to partner for a web uh as a web developer i don't know what i don't know and this is a segue to get back into so i wanted to express that to the listening audience for those of you who are listening as well as to the podcast subscribers once this is officially released and you're in the market for really up in your game and really branding yourself properly and making your website stand out apart from the rest I highly recommend Denise, but so part two to that is because people don't know what they don't know, and perhaps people have unfortunately encountered my previous history of, of in some cases, good web developers, but the bandwidth wasn't there, or other people who were, you know, looking to financially rape you, we're not going to get into that, Um, but, you know, so... It's sad. It is sad, but you know what? I own it. I I, I own it. Anyway, we'll move past that. But um, so in terms of people being consumers, 
uh, in terms of people knowing they don't possess the skill set, uh, they don't necessarily do their homework to contrast the difference between a good website and a not great website, a good web developer versus a great web developer or a not good web developer. You know, what would you say to the consumer who's in the market looking for someone like you, whether they actually partner up with you or not, but what does somebody who's in the market looking for a web developer need to know that perhaps they don't know? What would the, what would you recommend that they be aware of, mindful of? What research should they be looking up uh, and be cognizant of? And what would you, in terms of your specialty, Denise, what do you know that you bring to the market that no one else does? Oh, gosh, all good questions. Do your homework. I cannot stress this enough. There are a lot of great web developers out there who are also marketers, and I, I'm stressing this web developers who have marketing chops. Without marketing these days, you've got nothing. In fact, I'm actually writing an article. It's a course that I'm building as well called, and you, I'm going to give you credit for this one, Lisa. It's called, Your Web Developer Built You a Pretty, a Beautiful Website. Now what? Because now all you've got is a pretty boat anchor. It doesn't (laughs) do a darn thing. It Uh doesn't do anything. Um, and there are so many silly mistakes that web designers, rather, will make. I mean, you'll go to post it on a, you know, Facebook, and it'll say home instead of living fearlessly, fearlessly with Lisa McDonald and a quick bio. It just says home. Rookie mistake. There's no bio. There's no gravatar. A gravatar is something that you get through WordPress.com. And by the way, never, ever, ever let anybody put your website on WordPress.com. You will not own it self-host that's another talk altogether mm-hmm. but they're just there's a lot of little rookie things but if you're going to have a gravatar go through wordpress.com set it up as i did for you so when somebody comes to your website and they leave a comment and you go back to answer it or shelly goes back to answer it or i go back to answer it your picture shows up with your bio this is your little signature on the web mm-hmm. rookie mistakes all day long all day long But honestly, the best thing for you to do is read the testimonials and then call the people who are giving these testimonials. They're not given for fun. I mean, people who write these are very serious. But call them if you can and say, listen, I would love to know. I mean, I see that you've got this great website, but what was the working experience with her like? That's what you want to know. Yes. Is this somebody who is going to be short-tempered or snippy like I'm kidding with this Poor little guy at Baton Rouge. He's going to hate me by the end of the week. I promise you he is. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. It's just he's doing wrong and he needs to know he's doing wrong. What he's doing is just so petulant. But you want to find out what the working experience is because websites can take, depending on what's going on, four weeks to six months. It really Mm -hmm. depends. And I'm also going to caution you. When you start working with a web developer, you better be prepared to have homework like Mm -hmm. you and I did. We had weekly calls. Okay, you know, this is what we're talking about. This is what's going on. You better be prepared to pony up what that developer needs in terms of content because you need, and I cannot stress this enough, Lisa, you have to have buy-in. You can't just hand it off to somebody like me, although it's done. I'll produce something and they're like, and there was very little you know, contact with the client because I already knew, you know, what was going on with them for one reason or another. But 
you be prepared to spend at least an hour or better a week on the phone with your web developer, getting to know that person, Mm -hmm. finding out how they work, finding out what their expectations of you are, and you better deliver because there's nothing worse than a site that drags on and on and on and on. At the end of that, you're both just distraught. Yeah. So if you want the website of your dreams, or people just get fired, and I have fired clients for that, believe it or not. It's like, you know, you're not serious about this. I can't keep you on my board, yeah. you know, circle back around when you're ready. Here's a refund and we'll just shut it down. And most of the time that's enough to have them go, ooh, ooh, no, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, just be prepared to, and you don't have to know everything. And I think this is the big thing about social media and websites that scare people. They feel like they have to show up fully prepared. Not true. You just show up. You tell me what you want. We will walk through it. I will pick your brain. We'll have lots of conversations. We may talk about your kids and my cats. We're going to get to know. I have feline office assistants, by the way. I have a group on Facebook called Feline Office Assistants. And my two-year-old Ginger, who is sleeping on my keyboard right now, he turns two next month. He has his own hashtag. Hashtag Hamilton is an ass. Karma (laughs) me. When he came to live with me. But, you know, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. And at the end of it, we're going to wind up as good friends. And that's how you choose a web developer. It's not a business transaction because this person is building for you. Mm -hmm. So you need to get to really know them and they need to get to know you. Does that make sense, Lisa? Because that's what we did. Perfect sense. And you've just described our experience. So I can I can presume that that would be the, the expectation and the standard for anybody who you're interfacing with. So that's a win-win in my books. Um, so that's just a business transaction. You no. are in relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for that, I'm grateful, too, because there are other people who, because they don't have that level of investment into the person as opposed to the project, uh, you know, you never hear from that person again or uh, or they never reconnect with you again. So you really have established that with me, which means I can only presume that that would be the case for anyone else, because I know you're quite selective with who you take on as a client as well. You don't just like fill a spot just because it's open. Uh, Perhaps it's, you know, you, you do have to have some alignment and some synergy with this person. I was actually had a conversation on my podcast the other day with Danny Creed. And one of the things that I said twice that I can recall is you never take a client just because they showed up. That's right. That would be about the worst thing you can do for your business. You have to really be cautious and careful about what projects, what clients you take on, because you're going to be working with them for quite a while. I mean, Mm -hmm. in my case, a decade or better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you have, you do have to be careful and to kind of go back, <clears throat> excuse me, to go back to the web develop, I just development, I cleared two off the board just in the last couple of weeks. Two of them were for clients that I had that were deceased. That's mm-hmm. never happened to me, but all of a sudden I get a call from a widow. We just did that one for Mended Hearts Whittier, beautiful website. I mean, really, really proud of it. And then this other one for Dr. Suzanne Corkin, who passed away um, a couple years ago. She was a professor, very well-known professor at MIT. But to just kind of give you an example of how I work with people, excuse me, I have to choke a bit here. Hang on. Yep. Needed to cough. Um, I got a note. You know, I 
I always have ideas, as you know, after I'm through with the build, we're never quite through. Mm -hmm. There's always another idea or another thought that pops into my head or yours. So I created a couple more pages. One was a gallery from mendedheartswittier.org. And the other one is is still being built. And I got a note from the widow who funded part of the project and I funded the other half because her husband North was a long, long time client of mine. So we we shared the responsibility for this website. And she said, oh, I see you're still working on it. And I said, yeah, you know, I just had this idea. But she said, well, do I owe you for that? And I said, oh, my God, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I mean, as I come up with ideas, it may be a year down the road, and I'll still be adding stuff to that website. I mean, that's just how I operate. Keep adding to mine, Denise. Keep adding to mine. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I actually have an idea that I'm going to email you about for yours, okay. but right now we're working on your GDPR garbage. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, all weekend long, you should have heard me GTPR, damn it, <laughs> all weekend long. Okay, so being cognizant of time, I want to jump into the podcast. Let's talk about the podcast, how long you've been a fellow podcaster, uh, what the premise of your show is, who your demographic is, perhaps some of the guests that you've showcased, and how people can connect with you in the event that they, too, would like to be showcased as a guest. Oh, excellent. You know, that's one of the things that you and I, I think, agree. If you don't have a podcast, you should be thinking about it. Even if it's a 15-minute, it's just you giving tips and advice. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like, I mean, my podcast is very much like yours. I invite guests on and I let them rip. It's all yeah. about <laughs> what, but I do pre, pre-interview just to be sure yes. that that's a good idea. But you know, really, my my podcast is business. It was you know written up in Inc.com as one of the top twelve, Amazing. I think, ten or twelve, and I was number two, which surprised me no end. I'm still kind of stunned by that. But but the thing is, <clears throat> I started my podcast because, as you know personally, I am seriously camera phobic, and I have been since the last <laughs> five years. Seriously, thank you, Granny. Appreciate it, but. <laughs> I know who to blame, but I genuinely detest having my picture taken. And on top of that, I'm an intensely private person. So I just don't want to be out there. And when, you know, social media started coming along, everybody said, oh, you've got to be the gurus. You've got to be on YouTube. You have to have your picture on on the Internet. I'm a little (laughs) pig-headed. And and I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) So I started a podcast instead. And I started it in 2009, and I do it every Friday. And I have a ball. Here's the thing about a podcast. I live about 15 miles from the Gulf of Mexico as a crow flies. I live in what is a fairly small village. It's growing. They're knocking down sugarcane fields, which I don't like. Houses are going up, which I really don't like. But it's still, you know, pretty rural. It's still pretty quiet. Lisa, I get to meet people from all over the world Mm. that I would never, ever have the opportunity to meet if it weren't for my podcast. It's fascinating. And some... and. I think you know this too. Some of the best conversations, insights, and honestly, partnerships and networking comes after Absolutely. the podcast. Yeah, I pick up that phone. I say, thank you. And we have a ball. Yes. And we start exploring opportunities. So get a podcast. I mean, it could be a small one. It can be a big one. It can grow. They're all scalable. Get a podcast. <laughs> You've heard it here from Denise herself. <laughs> get it. a podcast. Yeah. Just and so, don't argue, as, just do it. 
And so what would be some of your favorite subject matters? What are the things that you could talk at nauseum about that you engage your guests and the listening audience to talk about or to offer uh, feedback as a result of the podcast then being uploaded to all your various platforms? Um, you know, what are some of your favorite, favorite subjects? Anything to do with business. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a one-trick pony, business, business, business. I mean, if you can give me any kind of information that's going to have my brain going, ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. And if I'm having that reaction, you know the audience is having that reaction. So what I try to pull out of my guess is business tips, wisdom, advice, stories. I mean, the stories are the greatest because not everybody woke up and just went, ah, I'm an entrepreneur. Look at me. We work (laughs) our tails off. And honestly, if you don't have a cast iron stomach, don't become an entrepreneur. No. It's not for you. If you don't mind being knocked on your fanny multiple times a day and getting up and saying, well, (laughs) that's smarted. Don't do it. There are other ways to make a living. But the, the thing about my podcast, it's very, very similar to yours. I have these great guests. And they just open up and share. I mean, there is no holding back. And I love that. I'm so appreciative of that. Absolutely. So let's talk about, given that you like to specifically talk about business, and certainly we talk about that a lot on my show as well. um, What would be your business tips? What would you like to share with the listening audience? And again, eventually the podcast subscribers in terms of becoming a successful entrepreneur, becoming a successful business owner, starting a successful startup, Um, you know, through some of your trials and tribulations, looking back and being able to connect the dots from where you are now and where you first started, what would you like to share with the listening audience that perhaps could save some time and heartache for people? Find mentors. Yes. Find mentors. When I first started out, you know, it really wasn't that long ago. It was 2000. One, 2000, 2001, when I got my computer science degree that nobody cares about. I mean, seriously, who cares? Just do the job and bill me and we're good to go. Nobody cares. But the thing is, back then, we could build websites pretty much in one way. We didn't have GUI, G-U-I, graphical user interface. There was no social media. My very first website for yourofficeontheweb.com was blue with white text. That was it. We couldn't do anything else. And I was so proud of it. It was pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at it now because I took screenshots of it. Well, I took pictures of it because we couldn't even do that back then. And I look at it now and I just go, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Okay, that's just embarrassing. But I thought I had it going. So get, but what I did not have, and this is always, I'm always very aware of this. Because we didn't have social media, we couldn't join groups, we couldn't find mentors, we couldn't find coaches. There were no coaches. I built my business not knowing a darn thing about building my business. I just knew that I was going to do it. There was this deep sense of knowing, and it worked. I mean, it really worked, and it continues to work really well for me, but I, I don't give up. I'm like, well, that didn't work. Let's try something different, but find mentors, find, you know, there are a lot of groups on Facebook. There's some great groups on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Soak in the advice. Now I'm not saying do everything, every shiny object thing that comes down the road. Don't do that as a matter of fact, but start really listening and watching and interacting. And sooner or later, you're going to figure out just who you want to help you build. Absolutely. Well, you said something that was key, and I'm going to circle back to that because, you know, people have said to me, like, Lisa, 
where would you be today if you didn't have social media? <clears throat> where, how would you be selling your books? How would you acquire guests for your podcast? How, exactly. you know, so, so I say that because when I, I think of your story and I think of the timing in which you started and how things are completely night and day for accessibility and tools and applications and, and being able to connect with people and acquire mentors and coaches for somebody to have had the longevity that you have and for you to have have still plugged away at everything without having the resources that anybody who becomes an entrepreneur in today's day and age has access to. I think those stories and people like you are far more impressive than people who would glean from people like me who got into the game that much later and had that much more at their their fingertips in terms of what was disposable uh, and what was accessible. So I take my hat off to you and anybody who shares in the timeline of when they first embarked upon this because that I can't even imagine. I mean, I already know what my obstacles and daily challenges are, but I can't even imagine what they would be without having the access to resources I have today. So I want to say hats off to you for that specifically, Denise, like really total respect. Oh, thank you. You're familiar with Jean Krantz, right? Uh, Apollo yep. 13. Yeah. I often hear in my head, failure is not an option. And that's how I operate. I yep. just, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I fail all the time, every day, multiple times a day. They're little failures, sometimes they're big failures, <laughs> and I walk off and go sit in a corner underneath the table and suck my thumb, you know, but every <laughs> once in a while, you just have to go, well, darn it, but failure, honestly, the overarching thing for me is failure is not an option, ever, mm-hmm. never will be. Well, so, you know, I, I had to learn what I had to learn, and I'm still learning. If I don't learn this honest God truth, if I haven't learned something new every day, I cannot go to sleep. My brain will not let me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I get that. I And I, I believe that because I understand that wholeheartedly. I truly I know. do. <laughs> this is why we're the nut bars off at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking of opening up a recipe club at 3.30 in the morning. Y'all, come on down. Okay, <laughs> well, here. that's not my thing. If I'm up at 3 o'clock, I'm, I'm plowing away at my own work. I'm not cooking oh, nothing for anyone. I love to cook. <laughs> it's it's very creative for me. So, And, you know, as creatives, and that's another thing, Lisa, we have to find our ways to kind of spin off because I am a workaholic. There's no question about that. But you also, as a creative, and you very much are, you also have to kind of identify other ways that you can relax a bit. For me, it's gardening. Mm -hmm. I love to be out in the backyard early in the morning and late at night because I'm alabaster and the sun will find me even (laughs) under the trees. (laughs) So I have to be careful when I go out there. But, you know, find ways that Feed your soul, feed your creativity, whether it's cooking, whether it's, you know, riding around and looking at old barns and taking photographs, whatever it is, do more of that. Because what happens is when you walk off from your lizard brain, so to speak, like, oh, God, I, you know, I have to push through this. I have to push through this. Mm -hmm. That's the worst thing you can do. Don't push through anything. Walk off. Take a break, recalibrate, and then come back. And the answer is almost always there. It's so true. It's so true. And I I really uh, encourage 
listeners to take heed of what you just said, because again, I can personally attest to that. And I've had enough experiences where I've tried to force myself to plow through something, call it because I have to get it done and I'm conscientious and I can't really think about anything else at this point. And I so want this off my to-do list, but I don't want to just get it done for the sake of saying it's done. I really want to do a bang out job, but for some reason I'm blocked or I'm distracted or something's impeded here. And I have the experience of doing what I used to do and I would still force myself to plow through it without allowing a diversion or something else that's going to open up the creative channels for me which is going to be more intuitive than going about how I used to do it which was counterintuitive and so nine times out of ten and I can truthfully say this and I'm in my way of of recouping this and getting back on track and focused, uh, not great for the environment. I don't have a great carbon footprint because for me, mine is going for a drive off the beaten path with my sunroof open and, and I just, I get my best inspiration and my best spurts of energy and, and new ways of looking at things and strategizing when I'm going for a long drive in the country. Exactly. you know, but because I run into this circumstance often of having to recharge, refuel, and recalibrate, and that being what works for me, it's not to say other things don't, but I know that I have like almost 100% success if I go and, and you know, implement that specifically. Um, you know, again, nine times out of 10, it, that does the trick for me. But for the amount of times that I find myself having to do that, again, I'm not proud I don't have a great carbon footprint in terms of being you know conscientious with the 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 environment so anyway um but yes please listen to what Denise is saying because you will thank yourself later and if it's not something that you've tried to do because you think oh I can't give myself permission to tune out and tune into something else you're actually doing yourself a favor and you're saving yourself much more time in the long run and it's it's better for you. It, it truly is Absolutely. better. Absolutely. And here's another trick that I love. And it reminds you, know, because of what you said about you kind of zone out in the car, we all do it. We'll go for a drive and go, how did I get here? Because yeah. we're aware. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. I call that open refrigerator door syndrome. I don't yeah. know how to meditate. I've never <laughs> been able to meditate. I either fall over and drool <laughs> or, or I start writing my Thanksgiving shopping list and it may be July. Just oh It's always my default. So I will find that if I go open, I have double door refrigerator and I'll stick my head in there and I'm instantly blank. It's like a little mini meditation. I'm right. done. And then I can come back and go, hmm, okay, that worked. Another, and this is another trick that I use all the time because, you know, as you're driving or when you get your get in water, get in the bathtub yes. or get in the shower, and that's where your best ideas come from. So I it, it, I got tired of running naked wet across the house to get to my office. I have tile floors. I don't want to fall down. It's no, just super, not a good idea. You know, no, and I've done it too many times. So I bought some um, bathtub crayons. Mm-hmm. And I take them in the shower with me and I scribble all over the wall because that's when you have these great, great, great ideas. And then I'll go back, take a picture with my iPhone. Uh-huh. Then I clean the wall and I haven't lost anything, but I've had my brain has taken that break that, you know, you, you go from fevered high pitch. Oh, my God, how am I going to get this done? To, yeah. Ooh, great idea. Scribble it on the shower wall. Love it. <laughs> it's Love fun. It. That's one I haven't heard of. I think that's fantastic. I might actually use that myself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
but being cognizant of time and again Denise these interviews always go way too quickly for my liking we got to sh shortly wrap up here but I'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to plug all the possible places that people can connect with you whether it be for an initial consultation uh, whether it be to check out your materials your testimonials your podcast everything oh thank you um, you can find me if you want to be a podcast guest and we're booking now, I think, for July and August, go to yourpartnerandsuccessradio.com. There's a form you can fill out. Um, yourofficeonthewweb.com is where you can find me for just about anything online. You know, if you need a website, if you need a consultation, whatever it is that you need, denisegriffiths.com. And my last name, I swear my in-laws made it up. Nobody can spell it. <laughs> Yes, Griffiths, G-R-I-F-F as in Frank, I-T-T as in Tom S. There's no H, there's no N, and I am not Mrs. Graffitius. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're calling to sell me a timeshare, don't try that name. I'll hang up on you. <laughs> but but it's, it's easy to find me, and of course, I'm all over social media. And speaking of social media, and I, I think we touched on this a bit ago, don't, don't let it scare you. Mm -hmm. Get out there, find somebody who can help you, and just do it. And then um, podcast, I love, love, love my podcast, but I'm creating, a, I'm actually building two podcasts right now for clients, and I just created a done-for-you podcast. So mm -hmm. many people don't know where to start. You know, mm -hmm. they, they don't have a clue. So if you want somebody to build your podcast, walk you through it, train you on it, do mock, you know, interviews with you, I'm your girl. Fantastic. Good stuff, Denise. Well, I just want to say once again, similar to what I've said throughout the course of this entire interview, and especially at the beginning, at the intro, I can't impress upon people enough. You don't know what you don't know. So if people follow me, if people like what they see, and that's clearly the feedback I consistently get uh, as far as my website specifically, and I get a lot of positive feedback. Um, sometimes that's become the deciding factor with certain guests who are on the fence, you know, really high up guests, because they will do your homework. They will look at your social media footprint they will look at other former guests that you've showcased <clears throat> they will look at testimonials they will look at your website uh, and sometimes that does in fact become the deciding factor with who takes you seriously based on they can clearly see you take yourself seriously and you're willing to go to whatever cost expense effort to do the job properly so if you value your time if you value your business your reputation your image out there that you're projecting out into the world and you're looking for people to flock to you because because they see value and they know that you're not taking shortcuts just to say I've got a website or I've got a podcast I highly recommend that you connect with Denise I won't I don't will never need another web developer nor would I want another web developer it took me many years to find the right person uh, and I can say I'm very grateful for the fact that I have because that's going to save me a lot of heartache and a lot of wasted time and energy in the future so if anybody wants to connect with me to talk specifically about Denise and my testimonial of Denise please feel free to reach out to me I'd only be too happy to talk about this woman and her credentials and her success and her character and why she's fun to work with I could talk about that at nauseum so please reach out to me if you want personal feedback or professional testimonial as it relates to my guest of today Denise Griffith so Denise I want to thank you again for the gift of your time we'll be in, in touch and I want to say thank you so much for being exactly who you are and for the gift of what you've brought to me in my life and my business thank you 
Well, Lisa, you are such a gift in my life, and thank you so much. I mean, you've you're really kind. And serious, I'm a little teary eyed right now. I okay, really stop am. that. I am. <laughs> stop. But, but everybody, remember, I'm a grown up web developer, so I'm not crying. <laughs> a little bit maybe but thank you so much oh thank you thank you so to the listening audience I want to thank you very much once again for taking time out of your busy schedule for connecting with myself and living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald of course I go live every Friday here at the Contact Talk Radio Network at 8 o'clock Pacific which is 10 o'clock Central which is 11 o'clock Eastern with a new fantastic phenomenal guest of each week I want to once again thank my corporate sponsors Halton Honda and Forever for believing in myself, my guest, and the content of what we bring to people on the global scale each and every week. And I also want to thank very much my uh, friends and family over at C-Suite Radio Network, where again, following the live show, you can also find the podcast link of my interview of my guest of each week on my host page, also living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald on C-Suite. So I want to uplift you to fear less and to live more love and gratitude. Would love to hear back from you as uh, you're so graciously always reaching out with feedback if you wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show you can kindly reach me at lisa at living fearlessly with lisa.com or living fearlessly with lisa.com love and gratitude take care all my best bye-bye you've been listening to living fearlessly with your host lisa mcdonald This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.